Just a quick heads up that this episode contains material that may be confronting, especially for survivors of trauma. Aboriginal and Torres Strait people are advised that the following story may contain the names and voices of people are passed away. If you don't like rude words, just a heads up. There's a few coming up. In this episode, we're going to be talking about fractures, actual breaks, but also more subtle fractures like time. It does weird things in a place like this. Depends how you're feeling and what state you're in. Sometimes it feels like it's rushing, like you're on drugs and you don't notice the days are just passing by. But then if you concentrate on certain times and days, it just drags. At the time, it feels like it's dragging. But then when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, that's gone so fast. I know that when I first came in and I was on remand for seven months, that dragged. I've been here for 10 months, but it doesn't feel like it. But then when I think about it, it's all like wasted time. Like I've done nothing with my life. But as soon as I got sentenced, my time is just flying. Time score pass in here in prison. I actually feel like I don't even have enough time in the day to get things done. It feels like you only sleep for four hours when you go to sleep from seven o'clock till seven o'clock. Prison time goes fast when you're working, you know, when you're active, proactive during the day, doing things. And yeah, go sleep early, get up early. Like I tell the time when they say muster up. Or you can go check your eyes on the kiosk. It, that tells you the time. There is a clock in the office. Sometimes I'll just walk around with my iPod and put it on and see the time. But I believe time goes quicker on the inside than the outside. Six a.m. Sleeping. I'd be still asleep. Asleep. Fighting. Sleep. Get up. Then go back to sleep. I'm thinking about getting up. I am usually awake looking at the TV to check what time it is. I have my shower at 6am, have my breakfast, brush my teeth, sweep and mop. So 6.30, waking up, go and look at myself in the mirror, admire my hair a little bit and then wash my eyes and rinse my mouth out. 7am, still asleep. Farting, sleep. I'm still lying there watching the clock, waiting for 7.15. Have four wheat bix um, and two bananas if I got them. Um, Have three fish oil capsules, um, 1,000 milligrams and one tablet of Centrum. Did a bin run and do my hygiene. Wipe the table stand after everyone's eating their breakfast and then... Yeah, I just um, mop, sweep and mop the floors when everyone's out from the kitchen. I'm laying in bed watching TV. Cleaning my room. Ready for unlock. I'll be waiting to get unlocked. Attention sector four, stand by for unlock. Fully dressed, tags on, TV's off, stand by for unlock. And then you get up and you'll be like, ah, oh, this shit again. 8am, I'm already up, dressed and have had my breakfast and um, waiting for muster. Awake. It's muster time. Having coffee. Standing at the back of my cell, shirt tucked in, 
I'm definitely showered and dressed by then and uh, maybe looked at myself in the mirror about 20 times, done my hair three different ways and generally shirt tucked in, ready for my star. Ready to go up to industry, go work, go headset. Attention Sector 4, all female industry workers report to work. All female industry workers report to work. All the tags in the front, girls? Yeah. Yep. Um, um, yeah. Yep. No graffiti, no smoking. So. <laughs> um, if you need your drinking truck, actually put all your rubbish in the bag. And no contraband. No contraband. No phones. No lighters, no, no, no nothing. No nothing. You ready? Except the one when you're looking on. for the seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Kay, and this is my second time in prison. They, they think that I killed my sister, but I didn't. I used to be at prison, a work party before. We would go out every morning down the community, in the community, and work. Like mopping, raking, and sweeping everywhere, yeah, picking up them rubbish on the beach or at the park too. We always clean the office, even the bathroom for them and the toilet, yeah. I started drinking when I was 13. I didn't know how to drink, but I never... St- I, my friend came to me, hey, wait, come and drink with us. Nah, I don't like to drink. I smoke, nah, I don't smoke, I said. It was my cousin's birthday now. Hey, Kay, I got nobody to drink. And it's my birthday today, and I said, nah, I can't drink, I don't want to drink, I said. And he said, no, okay, come on, please. I scratched my head out. All right, then I'll have one can. I had a sip of one can of beer. And I keep on drinking. And when my father came, he started railing at me. You shouldn't drink. You're too young to drink. My father got shot when I was 10 years of age. And so I had to move to Ireland. My uncle had to come pick me up. My father was working as a stockman at the cattle station. He was fighting with them stockmen. He flogged too many white blocks. He was a good fighter. He was a big boy. He was a tall man. But somebody had to give him grog to drink. And at the time, and he was start fighting when he was drunk. And at the time, the men came and shot him. When my son was a little, I left him with his father. I didn't say goodbye. When he grew up, he thought he, 
His mom didn't like him. My young son, oh, he was a pretty boy too. He got the same face like me, yeah. Oh, I can twist them up really hard. I need somebody to help me to twist it really hard, you know, because it's my light bit, so yeah. it's always like... Have you got white bags on you, girl? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Where are we going? This way or where are we going? <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Good to see you. Can you see me? My le leg used to be normal before, but not now. I was in a minibus accident a couple of years ago. I didn't want to come to Darwin to, with that bus. I seen my uncle came with a minibus. Come on, can we go to Darwin? We'll come back tomorrow. All right, and I went in that. I went in that bus and then there to buy more grog, you know, more liquor. And when I seen him drinking, I said, can I drive the bus? And he looked at me and he laughed at me, and he was drunk too. He laughed at me and said, no, you don't have a license, that's what he said to me, we're all drinking. And then the nurse said, come on, come on, pack your more things. Are we going back? And I said, how come we're going back? And how come you're drunk? Oh, don't worry about me. I know how to drive. I can handle this bus. I don't care I'm drunk, but I know how to drive. Mm -hmm. We left about 5 o'clock in the morning. And it was still dark. I want to feel sleepy. I went back to sleep. I heard that big bang. We had a big truck, and but it spins around six times, and all the body was flying out everywhere. But I was caught under the seat. Yeah, and I found that my daughter was there crying. I. Oh, I could hear my bone was cracking, you know, yeah. And I thought, oh, my poor leg broken. I said, brain was all around my face, blood was around. But it wasn't mine, it was somebody else. And then when I got up, I pulled my head and felt a big lump of thing and I put it back on my I thought that it was mine. And then I had to call for a policeman and an ambulance. And there was too many police. They have to cut them, seat off my thing. And and when they took me out, they have to put a sheet over my face because there was body all around the bitumen, yeah, and it was really sad. Oh, there was four adults and two children. One of them was my nephew. 
my daughter went back to Kastronauts because she had a broken leg. She was only six years of age. And I was to go into down me and my mom, she had a broken hip. And yeah, my both leg was broken. I had pins through my legs. And they had to put heavy bar in to keep me walking, you know. Yeah, when I walk with Olympia, and sometimes when I wear my thongs are tight, you know, I feel funny walk, just like I'm gonna fall down and something like, yeah. I like singing, you know. Every time when we have that thing, and some of the girls wanna sing, okay, you got a nice voice, we singing, yeah. I just call to say I love you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Anyone else there? I'm not going to turn it from the bottom. Yeah, I'm going to turn it from the bottom. That thing that I killed my sister, which I didn't, my youngest sister. I didn't kill him, that's And my lawyer had to come to me. We was here at the Supreme Court. There was no witness. They told me to plead guilty, but I didn't say anything. I was just looking at them, staring at them. Even her own daughter came to tell me, and she said that to Mum, my mom, and she am your mother now. You didn't kill my mother. Everybody, all, all my family knows that I didn't. But I know no more drinking for me to get out. When I get out, I'm going to stop my drinking. I'm going to stop my drinking, I'll go to church. But I always want to be baptized, so that will change more different than you won't see me and walking around the city or anything. I'll go to church every day and talk about God's word, yeah. And take my grandkid to go to I want to be his daughter now. And he's my father, yeah. I know, I believe him. He saved my life for a time, this one. The Lord Jesus does way. When I get up, no more drinking for me. Every night I keep thinking about my family. Sometimes I pray every night. My daughter and my eldest son drink, but he always drink bottle of rum. And, but when I get to get it, no more drinking for me. I changed my life. I gotta stop drinking and I gotta tell my daughter, don't drink too much hot stuff, you know. Because you have to look after me. My youngest son, he don't smoke. He don't drink. But he got a girlfriend. I got two sons and one daughter. So they are all together now. They're my kids. Don't drink too much hot stuff, you know. No more drinking for me. I gotta stop drinking. I know no more drinking for me to get out. 
I'm gonna stop drinking when I get out. I'm gonna stop drinking. No more drinking. No more drinking for me. I changed my life. I changed my life. Yeah, we're finishing now. We just finished. I just finished going in the toilet and wash my hands. What do do? Who took them plastic bag? From there. Yeah, my admit mopping is too hard for me to squeeze it really hard, you know. That's why I had to leave that job. But even when I start cleaning up in my room, it's sometimes hard. But I always have to lean against the wall and have to do it. Um, my son, he was only 15. He hung himself. At my elder sister thing, when I wasn't there, I was at Yerland that time. And I said, oh, it was my fault. I shouldn't look after him. It was my second one, but I always leave him, you know, drink a lot. When I get out, I want to get a photo of my son and put it in a big frame. I can remember him always. Oh, he's a beautiful boy. He got the same face like me, yeah. for the call to be diverted to another number or to use the call to participate in a conference call. If you do not wish to receive this call, hang up your phone now. I ring mum as soon as I get unlocked. That's the first thing I do every morning. Then I go to work. Having a shower. <laughs> Laughing with my bitches. Go work. Headset. Go to my program. Set one business program. I uh, would already be heading off to work, if not uh, just leaving for work. Um, be at work, cleaning out the um, headphones because it gets sent off to contest. Yep. 9am we start to walk around or talk story with some other girl or play cards. Or sometimes I go back and sit in my room and do colouring, listening for my name to be called out for beset um I'm crocheting. Hygiene and laughing with my bitches. Attention Sector 4, all prisoners return their accommodation. Stand by for hygiene. All prisoners, stand by yourselves. Stand by for hygiene. It's meant to be just a quick inspection to make sure your cell is clean and tidy and your bed is made. Then they check if we've got two pillows or check if we've got excess food because they think that the ants will come and get it. 10 a.m. we'll be um, loaded all the equipment in the truck and leaving um, on our way to Stringybark. Uh, at work or in bed. 
Still in my program. Drinking tea. Still working, buddy. We have morning tea, coffee, tea, no biscuit. I'm still crocheting um, blankets for the cancer victims. I walk around with my friends. I'll be doing another program as well, yeah. Certificate one in business. 11am, we are scrubbing someone else's shit out of the toilet. Still at work. Oh, actually, maybe I've started crocheting by 11am. Still doing the program. At work. Uh, The buys. Work and still in headset. I think we have break. We go to the toilet, drink water, and then we go back in the classroom. Still crocheting and waiting for lunch. Attention, muster time, muster time, or prisoner movement to cease. Report all your prisoner numbers to 87588, muster time. Half an hour before muster, we're all anticipating to hear muster, the muster call because you know our guts are rumbling and stuff. But when we hear, attention, attention, sector four, muster up, muster up for male issue, all the ladies go rushing to the rec room like cattle of cow. I've grown up on cattle stations and mustering all my life, so it just reflected that. It's around Jad and we've got all of these different, different types of people in here. The officers come down with a trolley pusher and the trolley pusher gets all our lunches out and ready. And then the senior of the sector, he uh, marks us off the clipboard and our names. And we all have to sing our, say our names out really loud so he can hear us and mark us off. As you can probably hear, the officers are unlocking the muster area. Everyone has to muster up because um, if they don't muster up and that, then somebody's missing and that a prisoner, then they call code white. It's a little area with a treadmill, also you can do gym workouts in here. <laughs> When you do a helicopter muster, um, it, whatever you get from out on the floodplains and swamps that comes in, you can get brumbies, um, buffalo, scrub cattle, you know, scrub bulls and stuff. And when you've got everything in the yard, they all go haywire. They're all trapped in this one round yard. I've always been a pretty angry person. Like, not a pretty angry, a fucking angry person. Um, and I had no release of my, I had no control over my anger for a long time. And the first thing that has to be contained are the buffalo because they were horned. So you've got to put a head rope on them and you've got to contain them to one side of the fence. Probably gets his co-officers to issue mail. And if there's no mail, he'll pick a side at muster or maybe even the middle. But during that time, all the ladies, so I think anyway, because it's what I do, is just think about the food. Just think about the rush and like, pick me first to go first for lunch. And then we got this one officer, she doesn't like any noise on muster, so she hears your line make muster, she'll go the opposite and pick the other end to say, oh, you can go for food, and then all the girls will go, oh, that's not fair, miss. That's what this prison in Sector 4 reminds me of, is a round yard, and it's just been a big cattle muster and we're all tossed in here. And you see all the action, you see the people that are like buffaloes, you see the cows, you see the brumbies.
Did you hear this? Oh my god, I heard from over the fence. You know what I'm saying, eh? For real? Did you know that we keep time in prison using hot dogs? Like, when I've got six weeks to get out, I've got six hot dogs to go. Because we get a hot dog every Saturday. So six Saturdays to go, six hot dogs to go. I've got seven hot dogs to go. I always keep count. <laughs> if I get parole. How do I like my hot dogs? Depending if I eat it or not. I don't like it soggy. I like it nice and hard and nice amount of mustard, tomato sauce and lots of onion. I love onion. I got 28 hot dogs to go. I got 52 hot dogs to go. 52? Yes, ma'am. I got five hot dogs to go. I'm just calculating uh, how many hot dogs I have left and I have 120 hot dogs to go before I am released. I don't need hot dog. I hate hot dogs. I just swap them all orange juice. Does that mean you've got 28 orange juices instead? Yeah, I get 28 orange juice. I hate hot dogs. (laughs) I hate them. I hate them with a passion. I actually swap my hot dogs for vegetarian. Muster up for meal issue. Muster up for meal issue. Lunch time. Midday we eat lunch. I'm pushing the trolley. Having lunch with the other crochet ladies. It's usually a soggy sandwich and a piece of fruit. Cutting someone's grass, if you know what I mean. One o'clock, we go back to our ports. Crocheting. Laughing. At work or in bed. We're getting close to having to finish up with crocheting. Go back in the classroom. When I've got nothing to do, I sometimes have rest. After cutting grass all day, I have a break and, um, you know, eat a sloppy sandwich. Uh, Maybe some biscuits that some of the old people that I cut their grass have given us. Two o'clock, I go and rest myself lie down, watch TV, or do my washing. Still in his classroom. At work or in bed. <laughs> Laughing. <laughs> We've headed back to our rooms. I'm usually having a coffee. Still doing the program. Crocheting. Having a rest. When I get up from rest, yeah, I always go under the shower, sit down, make it a bit cool, you know, yeah. When I get up and then I listen to the music, country music, Lee Kennigan, Keith Irvin, Clifford Kidd. Be just finishing lunch and um, on our way back to the dump, on the way back to the prison. Three p.m. Um, we'll be finished and we can head back to our block. We just wait for um, our wind to get unlocked and then we go in our room, have a little sleep, have a nap. In bed, definitely. <laughs> Call my family, talk to them, to my daughter, to my sister. I'm sitting in the pod waiting for the wings to be opened. I am usually having a bit of a wander around the yard. Back in the prison, unloading all the stuff off the truck and um, changing back into my thong. Four o'clock. Um, just walking circles around the prison. I think we are. Library. We're getting um, buyers. Biscuits, uh, coffees, chocolate. And if we could, we'd buy a dildo, but we can't. <laughs> I get a um, box of washing powder for the washing. 
get some toilet papers, soap, gloves and garbage bag for our rubbish. Watching TV. Like um, Star Trek or Diagnosis Murder. Cooking shows, because that's my favourite show sometimes. Or just change channel, listen to radio, music. Be waiting in the holding cell, wait, ready to come back to Sector 4? 5pm, I'm pushing the trolley. Master up for meal issue, master up for meal issue. Six o'clock. Walking back to the pot. Standing in my cell waiting for these mob with the keys, the screws to come around and lock us up. Attention, attention, sector four. Prisoners move back to your accommodation. Prisoners move back to your accommodation. Prepare for lockup. Watching news. Watching to see if Don Dale's being burnt down or anyone coming in. I'm watching Home and Away and farting. Watching Home and Away. Watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, getting all the answers right. Seven o'clock. I've watched the sunset. Having a shower. Put my pyjamas on and brush my hair and brush my teeth. And I'm settling in to watch the programs for the evening. Have four wheat weeks again and watching Bondi Rescue. Reading. I love chicks in bikinis. What's your movie? Tell stories and yeah, just laugh. I'll be asleep at 7.30. 8 o'clock. Sometimes I'm asleep. If not, I'm listening to all the girls yelling out. <laughs> no, yell out to my boyfriend. <laughs> Saying, babe. And then he um, replied back. Say, yeah. I just say to him, good night and love you. And when he answered, reply, love you too. And I just say, sweet dreams. And he goes, yeah, I'll dream about you. <laughs> watching TV, watching the movie. Reading. Watching TV. I play around in my iPod, search all the music, buy all the music, and listening to music for a couple of hours just to make me sleep. Ready to sleep. Nine o'clock. Watching TV, um, flat out on the bed, probably nodding off halfway through the movie. Watching TV, still watching TV. I lay in my bed, watch my roommate read a magazine or a book, telling stories. Lying on the bed, ready to go to bed. I turn my TV off, put my iPod one side and go to sleep. Definitely be asleep. I'm asleep. 10 o'clock. Watching TV. Still watching TV. Go to toilet and go back sleepy back to bed. Wake for four wee bigs. Sleep. Farting. <laughs> I fart a lot, yeah. The food here. <laughs> <laughs> I turned my iPod off and even the TV and went to sleep. Can I close my The saddest thing in prison is missing out the funeral back home. Did you know we get to sorry business in prison? Sorry business is Aboriginal way. When someone passes away, family,
Mapurme al color, caia ahorita en la portumengue com, la portumengue com, a ver. En servicios, women, we go outside and the men comes, we sit down and let them know that somebody passed away if they don't know. We sit quietly. After 10 minutes, we talk. Bad news yesterday, my family member was passed away. It was very, very sad for me. I was supposed to be sitting with my aunties, daughters, sons, uncles, granddaughter, grandson, but I'm here. I always cry because we're not, we're not there in back in our community, we here stuck in prison. We got a strong law and culture. Some people they cry one day and that's it. I cry three days or four days until until I take from my chest, take away all this sorriness. I do back in community, the same in here in prison. They get the body from Motri, they take it to straight to church. People, their machinery, they sing like songs. They put flower songs, then after they take that body out, put it into that truck and drive to where that place, they put instrument ready for people, for dancing, like action, for giving to that person, like granddaughter, grandson, nieces, daughters, they do it, they dance. Before their body go in, they do paint up. If they on sisters and brothers, they paint up. They paint it on the leg, the sisters and brothers. They paint it on the body or hand. And if they call them like a sister-in-law or brother-in-law, they paint up with yellow, uh, red ochre all over the body. Face, head, leg, hand. And they smoke themselves after they come out from that house. Then they release and they go free. Put that body, they go drive in and the elders, they sing along until that where we buried that person and they sing and then people, they dance, tradition not dance and people cry, hit themselves on the ground, hit themselves with stick, rock, with tin. 
we got a cold jalapeno. That hitting and crying, hitting themselves, hitting on the ground, to take all the sorrow out because we love that person very much, and we trying to take it because we love that person. The more we hit ourselves, we take all the sorrow out. I feel like I want to hit myself, but I don't want to because this is a prison. They might put me to risks. If I'm back in Kimirida, I can hit myself. That's the law. The fire is burning. Sometimes I make this sorry business here, sit with my brothers and sisters and cousins, and we make sorry for us not to be there back in community. By about 11, I start getting a bit bored and I'm on my bed and I've got my legs up on the wall and I'm counting the bricks and I'm looking at the TV upside down and wishing there was something else to do. Getting close to turning the TV off but still watching it. (laughs) Probably get tired and just need to go sleep. Still laying in bed. Don't be asleep. Sleep. Don't sleep. Sleep farting. <laughs> a few minutes to midnight, the movies are finished, and that's when I turn the TV off and make effort to go to sleep. 12 o'clock, I'm still in the bed. Starting to go to sleep. Just chilling out, bored, counted all the bricks. Sometimes, if I'm awake, I just go have late night shower when I'm yeah, feeling hot. Um, be asleep. Farting sleep. <laughs> Sleeping. Sleep. Press my iPod, you know, see what time is it? One o'clock. Get up to go to the toilet and then go back to sleep. I'll be laying down on my bed, but, yeah, probably just my eyes will be open, yeah. Watching TV. Then when I'm ready to go to bed, I take the TV off the table so I can put my fan near my bedside so I can feel cold air coming in. It makes me sleep then. Sleep. I wait for four week bigs. I'm probably dreaming sex because I had the best dream last night um, about my baby daddy that we had sex. I haven't had sex for over 18 months now. <laughs> my mother passed away when I was in prison. I didn't to go to her funeral made me feel sad, so I wrote this poem. I feel yakamenmak, pukumuna, not any colors, just black, mall, dark black. I hear kids crying and people manikayama, bilma, tap, tap, tapping, seagulls diving, waves pounding. The smell of the salt, tears, milkari, feeling now, dropping, dropping. I see splash in the calm. I feel yakamenmak. 
after a while, the sad feelings left. So I wrote another part for my poem. And this is the first time I read it out loud. I feel menmak now. I can see the clouds, mangan, gray and blue and green. Like there's another planet, Wripwanga. Up there, you can see yourself. Up there, I can hear the ladies talking to me, making jokes, Piermak, making me happy. Don't think about the sadness. Here in prison, doesn't matter we never met. We can help comfort you. Do not get scared no more. Do not get sad no more. Can I close my eyes? Two o'clock, I'm still asleep. Two o'clock, I sleep. 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 Little sleeping. I know sometimes I'm asleep or sometimes I just wait for the officers to go past during the day I'm around. Mm, probably spinning around on my bed again, being bored, watching TV upside down. Think, oh, there might be a good movie on. Change. Nope, no good movie. Oh, the radio might be a good song. Nope, no good song. Oh, there might be something. Oh, I better leave it on ABC now and go to bed so I can wake up and Rage will be on. 3am, maybe 3.30, I've also gotten up again to have another wee. I'll go out the back and check in the wire cage to see what's happening, whether it's a full moon or not. Then I'll go back to bed. Sleep. Sleeping. Sleep. I sleep as well. Sleep all the way until they make me get up. Starting to stir, maybe one eye open, looking at the clock on the TV. Get up and get ready. I get up. Go to bathroom and have shower. Six a.m. Um, tossing and turning because my back will be aching because the mattresses and the pillows shit. Sometimes I get up early just to look um, because we don't have a TV in our room. Sometimes I just get up when I hear the birds. Um, I get up just to see how far the sun is because I can tell the time. And yeah, when it's still early, I just go back to sleep. Looking at the time like, with one eye, yeah, waiting for 7.30. And then you get up and you'll be like, oh, this shit again. Next time on Bird's Eye View, we will be talking about love and sex in prison. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk Let's about, talk about all, all the peepees. <laughs> You'll meet Naomi, who had a boyfriend on the other side of the fence. I never meant to be here, but I heard my little brother calling out, help me, help me, because they sprayed him with a pepper spray. Thanks for listening to Bird's Eye View, the first podcast made in Darwin Correctional Centre by us. Women from Sector 4. Sylvia. Nolene. Kay. Amy. Kellyanne. Bianca. Trisha. Chiara. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
Brooklyn. Tice. Rocket. Dan. Jessica. Naomi. Serafina. Julie. Tegan. Joan. Yasmin. Sophie. Jesse. Kirsty Louise. Becky Boo. And Ashley. Bird's Eye View is presented by Story Projects. This episode was produced by Leah Sanderson and Cinnamon Nippard. Johanna Bauer is the executive producer. With mixing by Hamish Robertson of Tall Tale Audio. Our awesome theme music is by Katie Baker and is called Worth It. In this episode, you also heard music by Wildflower, Serena Peck, Sieta, Katie Baker and Stevie Jean. Music coordination by Ben Andrews. Jeez Louise, it takes a lot of people to make a podcast. <laughs> Bird's Eye View was funded by another territory government and the Australia Council for the Arts. With support from the Prison Songs Impact Campaign and AudioCraft. Everything you've heard has been signed off by the Northern Territory Correctional Services. To hear more stories from women inside, search for Bird's Eye View wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes.